When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Welcome to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. A safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up. Welcome to another episode of The Huddle with me, Monica D. Livingston. Our iSlide team captain today entering the huddle is Bishop Allison Abrams of Empowerment Liberation Cathedral in Washington, D.C. She's also a chaplain for the D.C. Divas Women's Professional Tackle Football Team. She's known to some of you as the People's Bishop, or as I call her, the TikTok and Bishop. That's right. She has a TikTok and it, it, uh, with a lot of views and a lot of likes and it's a lot of fun as well. Um, she enters the huddle and we discuss her church journey, coming out, rejection and acceptance around that coming out process. We even talk a little bit about gambling. Let me tell you something. The Bishop told me it's okay to go to MGM, y'all. Now, what she said is you can't go up there with your rent check, your mortgage, your, your card note, and your food money. You got to go up there with your play money, okay? Then it's, biblically, it's okay if you go up there with your play money, but don't go up there with your bill money up there. That Now, that's probably a sin, but you have to listen to figure out exactly what she said about that. Um, and then there was a, a huddle exclusive, like you won't hear this anywhere else except for the huddle. Newsflash. Ding, 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 ding. Here it goes. The bishop had a singing group. Yep, a singing group, a traveling singing group. Went around to different churches and she was singing and playing the piano and all that. Who knew? Well, now you know because you're listening to The Huddle with me. We also played a game, of course, because you know how I have to do. We have to turn it up and have some fun. Although we laughed throughout this entire interview. It was just a really high energy interview. She does that. Um, and then we dispelled some rumors. I thought that the bishop liked cooking. I thought I saw a couple videos where she was making pies, and cakes. I don't know if that was on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or wherever, but come to find out, she would rather do takeout. You, you'll see what I mean when you keep listening, right? So when we return, our iSlide team captain entering the huddle for another Pride edition this June 2021 is Bishop Allison Abrams of Empowerment Liberation Cathedral. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain segment is sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides, NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more. You can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of slides. Visit islideusa.com and get started. Use code MONICA. That's right, you heard me. Use code M-O-N-I-C-A at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. And while you're there, take a look at my personal collection. I designed each pair myself. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with iSlide USA. Hello. 
Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. I am joined by our iSlide team captain today, Bishop Allison Abrams. Bishop Allison Abrams is known to many of you as the TikToking bishop, the people's bishop. Uh, <laughs> she is also uh, the founder of Empowerment Liberation Cathedral. Bishop, how are you living and thank you for being here today. Oh, Monica, things are awesome. And I am just excited to be here with you on The Huddle. Yes. Awesome. Legendary, legendary. Okay. This is history making right here. Well, I um, appreciate so, it. Look, we know that you're a legend and you have traveled the world and the country. And so I'm just excited to be on here with you on today on the huddle. I'm just trying so, to be like you. Just trying to be like you, Bishop. That's it. That's look, all. Look, look, that is so funny when you said the TikTok. I'm like, you know, people are like, Bishop, you on TikTok. Yes, I am. That's where y'all at. That's why I need to be. That's so I'm be where the people are. I love it. I love it. You know, so many people uh, wouldn't do that. So many ministers or, or uh, faith leaders, we'll call them, wouldn't do that. And I love the fact that you're on there and you're on there daily. And the other thing, I'll tell you this, Bishop, I've seen your growth on there. Okay. I've seen your growth. Uh -oh. the, 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 the couple first videos, I was like, what Bishop doing on this TikTok? <laughs> Yeah, it was a little scary there. <laughs> but listen, y'all, y'all better check Bishop out on TikTok. Now she got the music sliding, she cutting, camera facing right and left and back and yeah. front and all that. I see you. Look, I know how to put the stickers on. Uh, I haven't tried all the backgrounds yet. I did try one when they brought the pride out. I had to do the pride. Uh, what was it? The pride in the cloud? Yeah. Where you turn your camera up and you yep. got the flag in the sky. I did try that one, but you know. Hey, I'm growing. I'm just watching all the TikTokers and I'm learning how to do that. But look, I was excited, Monk. I have to tell you this. I was excited when they told me, hey, we're going to give you three minutes. I'm like, good, because preachers cannot say anything in 60 seconds. Okay. So, yeah. I'm like, good. Y'all constantly wrapping up. That's what y'all do. Just uh, wrapping up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like, care the music start playing or nothing. <laughs> Yeah, this is my last close. I promise. This is my last close. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Bishop, let's talk about it. You, uh, you've been doing this ministry, this work for a long time. But I want to, I want to back up, if you will, and walk people through okay. your career, especially with it being Pride Month, because I think that it's important for people to know where you end up isn't always where you started, and to 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 be yes. brave and to be authentically, you know, you and be yourself. And so let's let's back it up uh, to little Allison. Okay. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and and how you grew up. Let's take us take us down memory lane here. Okay, um, I actually grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, in the Bible Belt. So uh, most people should know I got Bible in me. <laughs> so uh, grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, to a uh, family that was a religious family um, and also a very well-educated family. So uh, we believe in education and we believe in the church too. Uh, however, um, you know, I was always an artistic kind of person. I am a pianist. I play uh, piano, uh, played other instruments because my father played many instruments. So I got that gift from him. Um, also I sang in many different choirs and groups. And so mm -hmm. I love that. I even had my own group for a while. Most people don't know that Monica what? had my own little group where, uh, we would go to different churches and sing. Yeah. I didn't keep that because I left, I guess, cause I left and moved to DC and my, my people were still in Alabama. Right. right. But yeah. We, we practice probably like twice a week. And, uh, then we would go to different churches. Hey, we out church, let us sing. You know, how black people, right. we always need to sing at the church first. Yep. Yep. And so we tried to sing at different churches on different programs and we were able to do that. It was a wonderful experience. And so most people don't know that I'm sharing that here on the huddle that Bishop had a, a, a singing group. Breaking and, news um, people on the know, huddle. That's that how exciting. we do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that was exciting. And then, um, you know, like I said, I sang in different uh, ensembles and groups, went to Howard University. Uh, I was supposed to go to Howard on a music scholarship because music is my heart and uh, that's the center of who I am, music. Uh, I took uh, classical music, I studied classical music for many years and I was supposed to go to Howard on a classical uh, music scholarship. And I actually, you know, for Howard University, the real HU, you have to submit a tape, video of you playing. And um, so, you know, I was preparing for that. At my school, I was in an engineering program. They said, look, you need to be going to school for engineering. 
And they said, you're too smart of a student to be up there talking about you going for some music, coming, being your concert pianist, because that's what I wanted to be, a concert pianist. And uh, they said, no, you got too much brain to be wasting on some music department. Okay. So they actually told me I needed to apply for the engineering school, and I did. So I went to Howard University in the School of Mechanical Engineering and did get the mechanical engineering degree from Howard University. And let me tell you about Howard University. Now, this is the huddle, right? We right. Talk, here. Talk, to, so talk to me. Howard University, um, my, uh, going into my junior year, I was like over engineering school. All the math and science, I was like, I'm over this. Let me go to what I know. I'm going to the School of uh, Fine Arts. So okay. I walked up there to the School of Fine Arts because I was already taking music classes because I I did not want to not take piano classes. Right. So I was still there taking piano classes. And uh, I said, look, I'm ready to make this my major. I'm a change to do what I always wanted to do. So they said, okay, so the fine arts people, Monica, signed off on it, right? I took it back down because the engineering school has to let you out of school. Mm -hmm. And so I took it back down to school. And they said, we're not letting you out of here to go to no school of fine arts. <laughs> they said, now, you can go to school of business, school of business, but no, you're not wasting your brain over there at the fine arts school. Right, wow. Always say that to me, so they would not let me out of the school of engineering. You hear me? Wow, they would not. They were like, uh, -uh. Would not sign off. On me. Wow, like, oh, that is so like, oh, interesting. You, you, you're not going up there, you're not right. going up there. I'm like, well, I want to be up there. So, so what did you do? So, so, I had to stay in the school of engineering or find me a major in the school of business. I'm like, I'm not a business student, I'm, I don't know, I'm not doing right, that. right. So, uh, they would not allow me to leave the School of Engineering. So I graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering. Wow. They would not, they were like, no, you're not going over there. You can go somewhere else, but you're not going to School of Fine Arts. I don't know what it is, what, what they thought was wrong with the Fine Arts people. Right. I know, them Fine Arts people mad right now. Okay. Yeah, they, <laughs> they wanted to claim you, but that's all right. You you do both. Yeah, no. uh, so I want y'all to know the bishop is uh is smart too now. Okay, she don't just love Jesus. <laughs> She's smart too. She just told y'all mechanical engineer. And I, child, I took uh, geometry three times in high school, so um, uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> I should have had a tutor or something. Right. Yes, you needed a tutor. <laughs> right. So you're at Howard. You're at Howard, and you're studying yeah. mechanical mechanical engineering. What kind of job yeah. at this point do you think you, you want? Well, I wanted to work for NASA since I was forced to stay in the school of engineering. Right. <laughs> but um, I did I did apply for a couple of other jobs and they just didn't really work out because certain places I really didn't want to go. Uh, and so when I left the school of engineering at Howard, I actually went and worked for... Um, um, Lord, I lost my train of thought. The, the uh, patent, the office of office of patent okay. and examiners. Okay. So I was a patent examiner for a while with the. Um, it comes out of the Department of Agriculture, I think. Okay. And so I uh, worked there, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, for a while as a patent examiner because you do have to have an engineering or science degree to be a patent examiner to look at the things that people are submitting and wanting to get a patent on so that they can have. Uh, sole ownership to that uh, yeah. invention. I didn't know that, but yeah, that would so. make sense, right? If I'm submitting something, you have to yeah. know if it really will work or not, or has if all the new, scientific components that it would, it yes. can do what it says. Otherwise you shouldn't give Absolutely. me that patent because that keeps someone else from abs developing it the correct way. So, huh, didn't know that. I've been sleeping right. on the patent off of yeah. people. My fault, y'all, my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. Yeah, yeah. Now, it are you still in church? Are you still in church at this time? Uh, Start to make this connection because well, patent office to where you are today. <laughs> Yeah, um, at that point, I was in church. I was at Metropolitan Baptist Church uh, in D.C. That's where I was licensed and ordained. And so that's my home church. So while I'm working there, I am at my home church, which is in uh, D.C., uh, Northwest mm -hmm. Metropolitan Baptist Church. And so then I was singing in the choir with Richard Smallwood. And I loved, loved, loved singing in that choir. It just blessed my soul. And so we did a lot of, we did some traveling with Richard because Richard Smallwood, most people know, is a renowned gospel singer. Yeah. Uh, but he also went to Howard University, the real HU. Notice, Monk, I keep saying the real HU. All the people who say somebody else is the real HU. So uh, Richard Smallwood went to the real HU, Howard University, and uh, he was a fine arts major at the School of Fine Arts at Howard <laughs> University. So I did get a chance to sing, uh, sing in the choir with him and uh, 
anointed spirit really was, but that really was a great experience for me and really still made me wish that I had come out with that fine arts degree uh, in working with uh, Richard Smallwood. That's a nice comeback time. there, yeah. Bishop, because we just do fine arts <laughs> up underneath the bus. Richard, we're not trying to say you couldn't have made it as a, uh, over in the engineer department, but we just no, saying that. No. definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> she was in the fine arts. <laughs> but that's where you were, and that's where she was. There. That's all we're going to say, y'all. The rest of it is for yeah. y'all to figure out. Okay. So you're in yeah. the church, and you're traveling. Um, and where do you decide, now I'm going to get my own church? Like, fill that gap. There's some steps in okay. the middle of that. So, yeah, there's a lot in the middle of that. So, um, really, at uh, Metropolitan Baptist Church was where I heard God speak to me again, about uh, ministry. And so then at that point, you have to have a talk with your pastor about what you believe God is speaking to you. And so I did, and I was uh, scheduled to preach my trial sermon, which yes, they still call it trial sermon today. I don't know why you're on trial, wow. but you right. <laughs> uh, and the people, the people do come and hear you, but that's what they've always called it in the Baptist church, the trial sermon. Some people today have become, become become a little bit more progressive and they call it initial sermon, okay. which is a little nicer. Yeah. So you have to do your trial sermon uh, and the congregation is invited to come and listen and see if they feel that, you know, you got something right. to give to the people. Right. So uh, then they give you a license. And then later on, after you have uh, practiced a while, been trained and taught and oftentimes go to school, then you can be ordained to ministry. So I was ordained at Metropolitan Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. Uh, for ministry. Uh, and so I was still not out at that point. Okay, mm -hmm. still hadn't worked through my own whatever, still had not evolved. And so uh, I was ordained to ministry uh, in 2001, June 2001. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it was 20-something uh, years uh, this June. Wow, you got, um, that was that you said that's I an anniversary. Now let me let me ask yeah. you this: um, if uh, you say you weren't out, right, but right. you knew that you identified as a lesbian, or okay, so you you didn't know that Not either. yet. Okay, Not yet. okay, no, no. So you live in the straight life, church and ministry, right? Okay, I was okay. concerned about church and ministry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and so I had not wrestled with my own. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. This is the huddle. I'm gonna bring this up, Monica. Yeah. That sometimes people uh just go with how they have been raised, and a lot of people have been just raised to think heterosexual. That's mm -hmm. all you've been taught, that's what you were raised, that's all you know. But at some point, you come to the crisis in your life that says, Is this really me? Is this who I am? Is this what I really want? And so you move beyond what your parents have put into you. Yes. You move beyond what you've always seen in your community because oftentimes we're sheltered and there's a lot more out there that we have not seen or experienced. And so I had not come to that crisis point as of yet. Mm. And so when that crisis point came, it hit me. Oh, oh. I think this has always been here. Uh, <laughs> that, so, is, you know, that is such a unique perspective because you think that people have it, know about it, and then just stifle it. But what you're right. saying is you didn't, it was there, you found out yeah. later, but it didn't mm -hmm. feel like you were betraying anything at the time because you right. were just going with whatever your environment was. Right. So you assimilated to that environment. And exactly. so when people need to do is open themselves up to yes. all things and cultures and whatever, and then really truly find out where they get in, where you fit in and where they can express themselves. That, that I like Absolutely. that. I like that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So then it hits you though. I like to call that an awakening yeah. because something in life happens where you are free to awaken and then you think about, oh, well, there's, there's something else. I think there's something else I need to have. This is not really what I'm enjoying here. Right, this is not right. for me. And so then you, you are awakened. And then that's when some people y'all seen them, they just lose them. So they go crazy. Yep. Like, oh man, I got to talk to, I got to talk to every woman I see. Right. I right. Man, I see. <laughs> so, yes. They go crazy. They go crazy. But there's an awakening, I believe that occurs. And that did happen for me. Um, you know, uh, and I wrestled with that for some years 
because I'm like, okay, now is this really what I'm thinking it is? Is this really what's happening? And then you have to uh, come to the point of acceptance. Yeah. And some people never really get to that. Yeah. Uh, some people stay in the place of, no, I've always been taught this and they become afraid of who they are themselves. And I think that's where the inner homophobia comes from right. because they are afraid to allow that person who really enjoys men because they're men, they really are afraid to allow that person to, to come forth. And women, because they're a woman, they're afraid to allow themselves to enjoy women because they've been taught differently. Yeah. And because the church has said differently, their family has said differently. But at some point, you've got to live for yourself. And yeah. when will that happen? You know, and that's why I talk about in church, there's a representative that we have, somebody that we put out front, who we know ain't really the, the real person. But we put this person out front. Oh, no, I never talked to anybody who's same sex. Oh, no, right. I, I, I don't believe in that. Oh, no, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. But when you go home, you're going to sleep with somebody of the same sex mm -hmm. or you're going to meet up with somebody of the same sex. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say, get rid of the representative, retire the representative and allow the real you to stand up. Come on. You can only do that after you have awakened and you have evolved and you become okay with who you are. Can't and retire so until you wake up. I love it. Come on. Oh, we about, I don't know. We're going to be here for about another hour and a half, y'all. She, she warming up to the preaching now. Come <laughs> on, Pastor. Come on. Now, listen, I got to tell you this. I have so much respect for you because I went to a small private um, uh, Christian high school and mm -hmm. then for a while went to a, a Bible college. And what I have what I had to do for me was take this separation is what it seemed like I had mm -hmm. to, in order to become the person I am now, I felt like for a while I had to abandon step away. I didn't use that word then, but I, I look back at it now, abandon my faith and what I thought, because I was told like you were, it sounds like this mm -hmm. is wrong. There is no yeah. negotiation on this issue, which is so yes. weird. Cause it seemed like there's so many negotiations on other things, oh, other like, yeah. you know, but this is a non-negotiable. And so yeah. I knew I felt this way. So I had to leave this behind for, for a number of years before I can reconcile the two. And so I have so much respect for you because I would think that one of the hardest places to be yourself, to come out would be the freaking church and then a yeah. black church. Are you kidding me? Like, I can't even think like there are people out there that you said, I give you a million dollars. If you come out on Sunday at a black church, I give you a million dollars. There's some people that'd be like, no, nah, I don't need that money like that bad. No, nope. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. Like seriously. And you completely are the opposite of that. Where yeah. does that courage come from? How hard was it? Um, Tell Monica, us about that. Was it a moment? I would say that's that's probably craziness. Okay, it's probably craziness. <laughs> <laughs> but let me say, you know, it was it was interesting because you know that kind of brings to that Sunday when I was in my church that I pastored in Detroit, and um, I stood up on Sunday morning because I had married my wife, and um, you know there was a buzz. Mm -hmm. You know how? Uh, what can I say? Can I say certain words on the you huddle? You can say anything. It's the huddle. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so Negroes, you know, they like talk. They like they like information. Yep. So there was a buzz going around. Uh, Abrams married a woman. So I said, okay, I'm gonna have to handle this myself. So I said, I'm gonna in on my Sunday, and I never am a person that will not preach a message on Sundays because people, you never know whose life you might be saving that right. Sunday. Uh, but I said, okay, I'm going to take my Sunday sermon time to talk about uh, myself today. And so okay. I stood in my pulpit and I talked about being a red letter Christian. And the red letter Christian is one who follows Jesus Christ and who simply is going to do nothing outside of what Jesus would do. And Jesus is a uh, person of love. Mm -hmm. And so I married my best friend who I love. And I don't see anywhere in the red letters where it talks about you cannot marry your person that you love. Amen. And so, uh, you know, uh, uh, the crazy thing that I did once again, I was crazy. I guess I was crazy that day, Monica. <laughs> it seemed that uh, way. It seems that I, I, I said, anybody got anything to say? Now, you know, as a Baptist preacher, you don't open your floor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so uh, two people stood up and said, well, you do you, Pastor, do you? Oh, wow. I said, okay. And then somebody else said, we need to have a meeting. I said, oh, Lord, Here we I go. shut this down. Shut this down now. <laughs> right. So, 
you know, but I, I did want the people to know uh, from me, you know, I've always been one of those people. Don't let me hear from somebody else. Let yeah. me hear from you. Yep. And so if I feel that way, I'm going to give others that same respect. Yeah. And so I did that. And so then I talked to the newspaper and I thought this was going to be a little story. You know, I don't know <laughs> why I thought it was going to be a little story, but I thought it was going to be a little story uh, between Detroit folks, you know, and mm-hmm. I talked to my friend who owned a uh, black newspaper um, and he owns a lot of black newspapers across the country. Uh, and so his name is Hiram. And so uh, I said, now I need you to give me a very respectful editor. Don't give me nobody who's going to, you know, uh, do anything disrespectful right. to me as a bishop in the church. And so uh, the editor was very respectful. Uh, however, it was making the front pages of papers. And so Hiram asked me, he said, Bishop, do you, do you uh, want it to just, uh, can I put this on the wire or you just don't want me to do anything? I said, whatever you think, that's fine with me. Put it on the wire. Nobody gonna pick it up anyway. Right, right. That was the end of that. <laughs> he put it on the wire, honey. Everybody picked it up. It was on the front page of Detroit Free Press and so many Ooh. other pages across papers across the country. Yeah. And I don't know why I thought this was just a little Detroit story. I just, Monica, I don't know. What year uh, was this? This was in 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, for two bishops to marry and be honest about it. That's what a lot of people told me. They said, most people are not going to be honest. Preachers, they ain't going to be honest. Mm -mm. So that was why people really were drawn to the story because we were honest about what had happened. And so uh, I had to resign from my church uh, because we had a good number of senior citizens uh, that did not feel like the lesbian should be in the pulpit. Right. They couldn't get with it. So the younger folks, a lot of younger people didn't have a problem with it, but some of the older folks said, no, ain't no lesbians will be preaching. And so I said, okay, but I was a lesbian last week in the preaching sermon. Y'all shouted. Y'all just didn't know. Right, yeah. I didn't get lesbianism over the weekend. Like, no, you know? <laughs> Good point. Good point. So you walk away from there. Yes. So I walk away from there and I'm very hurt. My wife would not allow me to read a lot of those comments people wrote in newspapers all across mm. the country about me. Um, but then I, I'm slightly depressed because this is what God has called me to do. This right. is what, this is who I am. This is what I know in my sleep, preaching, pastoring, and overseeing people uh, and encouraging people and so um, and teaching. So um, I just knew uh, that God was still st- speaking to me. I have not taken the call away from you. I'm like, well, God, the people don't want me in the church. What am I supposed to do? Right. And so then I felt the spirit say to me, you have to, uh, now that you've experienced what so many other uh, LGBT yes. people have experienced, you can relate and you need to open a church that focuses on healing for LGBT uh, persons who've been cast out of the church, who've been demonized in the church, who uh, wanted to kill themselves right. even because of the church and open a church for LGBT persons. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did. So if people want to know if I know about the pain, yes, I do. I was at the top. And right. the people were talking about me as if I was somebody who was laying out on the street. Yeah, yeah, and so, had killed somebody and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? And it just all yes. because you decided to marry your best friend who happened to be a woman. It, it, yes. it, uh, it still amazes me, Bishop, that people care so much about who someone else is with in the bed. Like, yes. because I know for a fact, I don't care about no, what nobody else is doing. Let me just Be do it. I Be really, if you, if you are doing it with another adult, if it's not a child, if you're a child, I'm gonna hurt you. You, you know, but yeah. if you, if there are two consenting adults, do whatever it is that you want to do, that is your yes. business. And it, it just yes. perplexes me that people then think a certain way about people just because who they want to share their, their life with. Um, right. I, I appreciate it. I think that, you know, so all God did really was just change the people, not, yes. not, not what you were supposed Shifted. to be doing. And, yeah. and I'm so glad you said that because that's what God had to tell me. Um, you know, you're just going to minister to different people. Yeah. It's not, you're not ministering, you're ministering to different group of people. And so, you know, the cause has not changed. Just the, uh, the platform has shifted. Yeah. And so I had to get that. And it's interesting because one of the things that I made uh, my own mandate in the beginning was to let people know scripture in no way condemns you. 
And so that's what the African-American people or people of color were really, um, you know, heard about is that my whole family told me I'm going to hell. Yep. And I had so many people, Monica, and, and this is the huddle. So many yeah. people say, well, since I'm going to hell, I might as well party like, you know, hey, have a good time while I'm here. You, and I was so, there. I was there. I was like, never mind everything. If I'm going to be burning yeah. eternally, there's yeah. some things that I wasn't going to do, but I mean, I might as well do them. Those were called yeah. my 20s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All absolutely. of them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So many people that came to the church, uh, you know, uh, said that to me. And I had to really work to, uh, teach on those clobber scriptures is what we call them about how that does not uh, reference uh, people who are in loving relationships. Mm -hmm. Basically those scriptures, uh, most of the time you're not going to hear about it, but those scriptures talk about um, temple prostitutes. They talk about sex slaves. And most people don't want to admit, you know, about all the things that happened during that time in our history about men and their power positions, mm -hmm. you know, it was a uh, male's, um, I guess, made him feel like he was better mm -hmm. to be able to penetrate another male and strip right. his power. Right. Because they're all about power. Absolutely. And so think that I can dominate you. This is how I'm going to dominate you. Right. Okay. But then also men took men on uh, military times when they were out in, you know, on military trips for months and years sometimes. Because that's what they was going to have sex with. Right. You know, and so that's that was a known thing. And so, you know, when we talk about history and culture. We have to have a true understanding of what Bible is talking about so we can put in perspective and understand that it's not talking about what's going on today. Let me give you one example in the huddle here. Um, you know, when you look at things that are not in the Bible, uh, same sex relationships as they are today are not talked about in the Bible. But for people who can't understand that, let me say, do you see the internet anywhere in the Bible? Do you see www.huddle.com uh, anywhere in the Bible? Okay. But that don't mean that you can't have it today, does it? Come on now. So Talk about we it. Have, we have evolved and we've changed and we've brought some new things in. Yes. I know we talk about there's new nothing new under the sun, but there are some things that have progressed yes. under the sun. Okay. And understanding, and, right? And exactly. understanding. Like we yes. people, you know, I took a class called uh, Principles of Biblical Interpretation. And yes. I would like to take another one because what I realized is that was the interpretation taught in that class from that Bible college that still thought I was wrong, right? Yes. And so you just dropped some stuff in here today that's going to have me flipping through, you know, <laughs> and trying to find out that that still, again, makes me feel anew and okay with who I am. And I think that is why what you do is so important is because first off, no one's supposed to be judging except for, for right. God, right? So that, that's the number one thing. And yeah. the second thing is to let people know that it's okay. They have a personal relationship with God. That's what it's about. So they can work that out with God and we shouldn't be telling other people what to do. Um, you know, and, and uh, what you said, uh, I always tell people, well, it says you shouldn't be eating shrimp and wearing wool either, but I see you going to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, right? they, can, they can work around that one, Monica. They can work around that one. <laughs> they get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> right. and, and the black folks still eating the pork chop. Come mm -hmm. on now. Let's mm -hmm. tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Like Chris, like Chris Rock said, a pork chop will save your life, right? <laughs> Piece of bacon. Okay. <laughs> so I know I know uh Bishop not gonna give up her seafood and no matter what it say, y'all. I'm gonna tell you not that gonna not gonna happen. I'm gonna be saying, God, we thank you for this shrimp and this crab. We love some crabs and shrimp and man, oh that that's my favorite stuff. Um I tell people I know we're running out of time. I feel like we're gonna have to have you come back on um just to talk specifically about that. I'd love to get into what the Bible says as a night and, and do a oh, show yeah. maybe on some biblical history because I think that's the part that's missing that people don't understand but I know yes. you have a, a, a prior engagement and I appreciate you making time you guys I called Bishop last night last minute it was like I need you and she was like all right let me move some things around and she, <laughs> she showed up because that's just the type of person that she is I want to um wrap up but I want to get some fun in here so I'm going to call out a couple things sure. to you you tell me the first okay. thing that pops into your head. Give a little uh -oh, different insight uh -oh. to the bishop, y'all. No explanation, uh -oh. <laughs> just respond, okay? okay? Hip-hop okay. or R&B? R&B. Book club or the club? Mm, 
book club, probably. Let me find out. Time out, y'all. Stop. Let me find out. Bishop B in the you, club. You should have. You should. You should have gave me an option of of shopping or something. You okay. know, making it hard for me. Making it hard for me. Right, and time back in. Okay. Sports car or SUV? Definitely sports car. All right. Take a class or teach a class? Teach a class. I don't want to be in nobody else's class. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one. Beach or cabin? Oh, beach, beach. Yeah, I know. I knew that. Now. I know that. Rehoboth, y'all. Rehoboth. Right? Yeah. Uh, ho- hoodie or a suit? Suit, honey. Suit I know all you. day long. <laughs> uh, movies or a play? Mm, play. Chocolate milk or white milk? These are so hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, chocolate. Okay. Cook or take out? Take out, honey. What? I see you, I've seen you cook. You you're even doing TikToks look, at one look, point or posting. That that's like a once in a uh, <laughs> a, a six, twelve month twelve month video. <laughs> okay, okay. You I, I would have lost my money on that one. I pr- probably should be talking about betting in front of the bishop, but I would have lost my money on that one, y'all. Okay. Pancakes wait, or wait, wait, yes, we won't have to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I did a whole sermon on that where you know the churches told people you can't gamble and all of that. I do believe as long as it's entertainment that you can go and have a good time. Now, don't lose all your house note, your mortgage note, <laughs> don't lose your car note, and all of that down there. <laughs> but I do think it's okay as long as you you are uh, laser focused on why you're there and what you're there to do. You're there to have a good time. And as long as you don't spend all your money, we hope you don't lose your money. But, you know, at least you got this set aside. So you say, okay, I'm playing $500. I got $500 on the side I can go have a good time with. Then there's no problem with that. The problem comes that. in when you start when you start saying, "Okay, I'm going here. I'm not going to trust God. I'm going here to trust that my skills are going to help me raise my cardinal today." I got you right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't pray over that one hundred dollar bill. No, <laughs> so you you need to already have your cardinal money set aside. Okay, okay? yeah, you <laughs> you saying. Time. Bishop is basically saying, don't y'all call out of work, okay, <laughs> when you were supposed to go get paid to go to the casino right. and pray and then be mad at God because you didn't win. <laughs> you should have took your butt right. to work. Okay? Be mad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. We got a couple more, Bishop, and then, see, we got five minutes left, and I got to get you out of here. I got to get you out of here. I know you have an errand to run at one. So as soon as you come back. Yes. There we go. So um, I'm going to, let me ask you these, and you can give explanations on these. You can can finish your questions. I got a a few explanations. Okay, cool. All right, so let's finish, and we'll do rapid fire here. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Chess or checkers? Chess, I like chess. Fly or drive? Fly. Baked or fried? <laughs> that was hard to say. Uh, baked. I'm going to go with baked. I'm going to go with that. Treadmill or bike? Treadmill. Skydiving or kayaking? I didn't do too well on that kayaking. Let me go with skydiving. <laughs> well, I was in the water. I was so embarrassed by it. I'm like, these people make it look so easy. You just stand up here and you do what you do. Girl, I was in the water in the Bahamas. <laughs> people were laughing and Is there a video of that one? Is there a video? There is not a video. There's oh, not a video. I'm going to have to sneak behind. I'm going to have to call your wife and see if she got it and she can put it up on TikTok. That might be the viral video right there. <laughs> oh, it might be the viral one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Let me ask you this. Would you rather talk to your ancestors or future great great grandchildren, and why? I would probably say ancestors, even okay. though I would like want to talk to the other. But um, I like to know what people have been through, and how did you get through that to get us to where we are? How did you survive? Mm. And what types of things happen? And what type of wisdom can you share? And how can you help me not to make the same mistakes? And so, um, you know, and is there some money that I, I need to 
know where it is. It's yeah. in the ground. I need to go where it and dig it and find it. I, I know, know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about this one? Would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing and why? I, I'm saying, it, it, uh, let me finish. I, I, I got to oh, cut okay. off on the other one. And is there some money in the wall of a house <laughs> that I need to go and, you know, have them take the wall down? <laughs> right. No, I know. I love that. Where did you hide it? What do we really right. own? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do we own that we, we missed out on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, nobody's ever said that part of it. Okay. Do you want x-ray vision or magnified hearing? Probably vision. Yeah. I don't think I, I want mean, to hear what people are saying all the time. It would drive me crazy. I need to see what's going on. <laughs> now, would you rather uh, be stuck on a ski lift or in an elevator? Honey, I've been stuck in the elevator four times already. I've had that, got the t-shirt from it. So let me try the ski lift. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, uh, my last question on our speed round here, Bishop, would you rather have a rewind button on life or a pause button? Probably we rewind. I need to do some things over. Well, that brings up our fourth and one question, which is the fourth and one question in the huddle is always, what was your greatest setback or regret and you don't have to tell us what it is if you don't want to but more importantly what you learned from it well uh i would say um just looking at some of those experiences that i've had monica you there okay yep. some of the experiences um, I've learned that it's always important to tell the truth. It's always important to be honest. First, be mm. honest with yourself and be honest with others. And, um, you know, don't allow the small stuff to sweat you uh, because, you know, and relationships are important. Um, you can get through life with relationships because people um, can help you in your worst situations, but you have to be honest. And you can't be too embarrassed to say what's happening with you at that time. And so those are some of the things I've learned from some terrible situations that I found myself in. Mm, and don't you don't have to take uh, the nastiness from other people. Yeah, You don't have to take it. Yeah, Sometimes you, we think we just have to. And you have to let people talk to you any kind of way because of the situation you're in. No, you're still human. You still deserve to be respected. And uh, you don't have to forego your dignity. Yeah, I love that. It's okay to sever a tie yes. that's dragging you down or bringing you bringing you down. There's, you don't have to. I, I love that. What Absolutely. advice would you give someone right now that's struggling to come out because of family or because of a job, um, and they just don't know how to flip the flip the switch? You know, they they yes. just are really struggling. What would be some things that you would say to that person? And, and, you know, I get this all the time. People write me. Um, I would say first, um, look at what's going to be the fallout. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes people feel like they're just ready. They're ready. They're ready. And that's good. But, you know, are you going to lose everything? I lost everything. My wife and I, we lost everything. So, you know, you have to be prepared. Are you mentally prepared for the fallout? And are you physically financially prepared for mm -hmm. the fallout right because you know if you're gonna lose your job you're gonna lose your support system do you have any credit cards any money right. in the bank got anything that's gonna help you that's you real know? talk and, that's real yeah. talk Bishop. I, people always say just come out just come out and i'm like well, wait a minute what i hear you saying <laughs> is you better plan that because it's not gonna be easy you be ready. and it's you have not. to be ready so just like uh just like an abusive woman plans to leave a man, she got that little coffee cup underneath the bed, a pile of money on it. Yes. You got to stockpile it and be ready. Yes. Stockpile your people, yes. your support yes. system. Stockpile your money, right? Yes. And, and be ready yeah. to and be ready physically, mentally, Absolutely. financially, yeah. and emotionally. Wow. And yeah. the last thing I want to say to you is that um, people have to know, and this I'm saying all this from personal experience. Mm -hmm. People have to know. The people you think that's gonna be for you are not going to be Come on. in most instances. Come on. The people who you think are not gonna be for you and support you, those will be the very ones who stand up and stand in your corner and be for you all of 
all of the way. Mm. And so I had to learn that the hard way. I'm calling people coming out, telling them, you know, because I did go through that. I wanted certain family members and friends to know. Right. And so, you know, especially before newspaper, because I knew it was coming out in the newspaper. <laughs> right. So I, let me call these Negroes. Yeah, girl, I got, let me, what you doing today? Let me talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Honey, some of the people I call, oh, oh, you know, they were just negative. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought this was, I thought this was going to be a good experience. Right. And a few of the people who uh, I didn't think were going to be in my corner, they said, oh, you know, I totally support you. And, you know, whoever you are, whoever you love, I support them. And, you know, just know you can count on me. And I'll always be in your corner. I'm like, what? <laughs> so wow. oftentimes the people that you just know, because they've always been nice, they've always been wonderful, they may not be in your corner. I love that. Bishop, tell people how they can follow you, get in touch with you. You have to promise that you're going to come back. We didn't even get to talk to uh, you about your uh your reality TV debut. Oh, um, man. Oh, <laughs> there's man. so much stuff we didn't get to, so you have to promise we can get back. I know you got to get out of here. How can people get in touch with you um, on your social media? And when does the Empowerment Liberation Cathedral meet? Tell people how okay. they can find the, okay. the TikTok of Bishop. <laughs> All right. And I'm so glad to be on the huddle today with Monica. This has been awesome. Um, and so Empowerment Liberation Cathedral, right now we are still virtual. We are looking to go back probably towards the end of the summer, but you can uh, find us at empowermentliberationcathedral.org. We are on Instagram. We're on uh, Twitter. We actually have a TikTok up um, and we're on YouTube. So most of our services are live streamed on Sundays, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Roku at 11 a.m. every Sunday. So you can find us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Um, but you can find me, as Monica already told y'all, on TikTok, Bishop Allison Abrams. I think I'm the only Bishop Allison Abrams on there. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> you can find me on TikTok and you can find me on Instagram at Bishop Allison Abrams, uh, Twitter, Bishop Allison A, Facebook, Bishop Allison Abrams. Now, so people have tried to copy my Facebook page. So make sure you, you follow the one that has my wife and I's picture up there on uh, Facebook. And um, I think that's all the platforms. Oh, Snapchat. I am on Snapchat too. I told you, Monica, wherever the people are, that's where the bishop is. That's where the people are. Okay. No, that's right. Yeah. I used to all the time and I was like following people. I'm like, mm, I need to see what people are doing. Let me see what's going on. Y'all got to keep me up on, on the new terms and, and all of that good stuff. So I love it. also, I'm very happy to say that, you know, I've been privileged to be the chaplain for the DC Divas uh, and I just love, love, love having that opportunity. So wherever the people are, that's where the bishop is going to be. And uh, I'm so excited and honored to be on the huddle today hey. and to be able to say whatever I need to say. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk about more of the divas, how you answered that call for me. I knew it was necessary and important. And you said yes. And you, I can't even tell you how many times my phone rings or I get a text of just how appreciative the team members have been about having someone that they know and trust that cares about them, that can give them a, a, a spiritual perspective and how important that is and how that translates even into, you know, the type of people that they are in their uh, on the field, but most importantly off the field. So as a, as a former player, thank you so much for, for doing that. It really was a missing piece as far as I was concerned, as I told you for many years, and now we can check that box. So, Hey everybody, this is a, we've had all our time in the huddle. This has been a great episode. Our iSlide team captain was Bishop Allison Abrams. Uh, keep up with her. Bishop, I love you. Thank you so much. Love you. And we got to get you back in the huddle. Make that promise now yes. in front of the people. You'll come back? I'll be back. All right. All right. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the huddle. Wasn't that a fun interview? I, I had a blast doing it. It was so nice also to have a person of God, a person of the cloth that you can laugh and joke with and that gets you and that accepts you. I think one of the things that resonated with me, the takeaway that I took from that, that episode was she said, yeah, everybody wants to come out, come out, come out. She didn't deter you from coming out or saying not to, but be prepared to come out. Be prepared financially, emotionally, physically even. If you are going to lose every single thing, think about it. Don't stay in the closet or don't not come out. Come out prepared. Be ready 
also to realize that some people that you think are going to accept you aren't. And the ones that you thought for certain would say never mind to you may be the ones that actually have your back. Take your time with it. Do what's best for you. Be prepared. It's already going to be hard enough to make that decision. You already know that you're going to be under some scrutiny and some rejection. So do what's best for you in that timing and make sure that you put yourself in the best possible place so that it's not as bad as it could be. The, the bishop, I made her promise, as you guys heard at the end, she will be back. We didn't even get to discuss her work with the D.C. Davis as a chaplain. We did not discuss um, the fact that she's written, I think, three books. We don't know the different programming that she's working with the, um, uh, with the young people in the community. So she has to come back and talk to us about all of that stuff. I also want to continue that conversation uh, about Bible history. I think that would be so important how people interpret the Bible and what it really says and how people use what they think it means and says against certain communities or against certain people just to fit whatever narrative is that they want to push. So we're definitely going to have her come back and uh, talk about all those great things. Thank you guys so much for listening to this Pride edition of The Huddle with uh, Bishop Allison Abrams of Empowerment Liberation Cathedral. I'm your host, as always, Monica D. Livingston. You know where to find me, Livingston3636, on all social media platforms. I think that's right. But if that fails, just go to the website, www.monicadlivingston.com. Monicadlivingston.com. You know, um, shoot me a text, man. I don't care. Call me. Call me, 703-898-2754. I gotta stop saying that. Some little creepy person sending me text messages, but uh, I trust most of y'all. So keep tuning in. Share, download, somebody give me some reviews. Review this show. Give me five stars. Make somebody else download it uh, and keep support. You guys stay safe out there and do me a favor. Live big. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.